Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I'm Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Welcome to Permanent Good After Hours. What is the Permanent Good Podcast After Hours? It just means, once we're done recording this, I'm going right to bed. What does that mean for you, the listener? A very groggy co-host. So, do you wait... This is a dumb question, um, but I'm going to ask it anyway because you're weird. Do you wait till you're tired to take a nap or do you plan out your naps earlier? No, I wait until I'm tired. But it's so late. Why wouldn't you just go to sleep? Because. Uh, okay, so I've thought about this a lot because I have something. I have an obligation at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Okay. So I'm. It, it's just a heavy weight of like when I take the. Because I'm not making it to like 11 o'clock or whatever okay um so do i take a nap now and then just like stay up through my obligation and then take another nap at noon or do i try like something now and then go to sleep again at like three or four in the morning and just go it like that i still don't know the answer to that question and i have to do it in like an hour why wouldn't you just stay up till nine Go to sleep, wake up naturally at like six or seven, have some coffee or tea, go for a walk maybe, and then go to your obligation. Because when I go to sleep, if I go to sleep before 1030, yeah. I do not sleep any longer than two hours. If I go to bed at nine o'clock, I'm waking up at 11. So you don't set an alarm or anything. You just wake up naturally. If you go to, yeah. So you're going to go to bed right after this. So let's say 830 or yeah. nine. You're going to wake up at 11. Yep. No alarm. Correct. What is wrong with you, dude? I, dude, what a great, I can, no, actually, I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with me is a few years ago at my old college, I worked a job where one of my shifts was basically like, I had to work from like 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and then 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. and then I had class at 8 a.m. So, and I had to do Yikes. that for a whole semester. So I think ever since then, my sleep schedule is just bonkers and awful. So, um, audience, I hope you're ready for quite possibly the most Craig you've ever gotten one way or the other. Audience, half of you are going to be super excited for something like that. And the other half of you who've dealt with it before are like, maybe we should just record tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, do you want to talk about the movie? Let's do the movie it, that might actually keep me from taking my nap because, oh, my God. Sure. Let's talk about it. So we watched The Lighthouse. Um, if- also, <laughs> I think we're not. I think it's best if we don't do a non spoiler section for this. I think this movie is just so weird that it would be impossible to talk about at all without like ruining the experience, I think. So if you're into weird movies like Midsummer, then this movie is up your alley. It's very art house. It's very like film student studying cinematography kind yeah, of thing. It's an A twenty four film, and if you know anything about A twenty four studios, then like you already know what this movie's about. Yeah. Although, if you liked Uncut Gems, doesn't mean you're gonna like this movie. Okay. Um, but you know, it's your call. You can either skip it or not. I mean, you might learn something. It is free to watch on Amazon Prime Video. 
So I suggest so you watch free it. free to watch. You do have to pay for the subscription, but semantics. Right. Yeah, so I, w- I would encourage you to watch it so you know what we're talking about. Otherwise, we're going to sound high as a kite. Yeah. So regardless, if you don't want to listen to us talk about this movie for whatever reason, we will give you a time code to skip ahead to the next segment. Time code 2711. Okay, one more note now that we're actually like in the movie conversation. Uh-huh. There is no way that we're going to be able to talk about this movie without talking about its super duper hypersexual themes. So if yeah. you don't want to hear us talk about that, I also recommend you skip ahead. However, it is very integral to the movie. We're not going to be like dirty about it, but there's no way we don't discuss it. We're not we're not putting an explicit tag on this bad boy, but we're, we're gonna be careful. Close. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. I don't know, man. If you're around children, don't be. <laughs> yeah. So, the lighthouse. The lighthouse. What did you know about this movie before you went into it? Um, I remember people talking about the unique dialogue. And the unique story structure. That's kind of all I knew going in. That and like black and white, obviously. Yeah, I knew black and white. I knew award-winning performances. Like critically acclaimed. And that's it. Yeah, we can start with talking about the critically acclaimed performances. Because I I think they are both performed very well. However, I hated how Willem Dafoe was written. What does that, what does it mean? You hate how he was written. It means he spoke like ninth grade required reading and it drove me up a wall. I loved it. I liked it at first, like when they first start talking at the dinner scene, but then when he's like explaining the chores and like, just like the more casual conversations that he had, but he still talked in um, simile and metaphor and romantic language. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I know the whole point of the movie is it's weird and like unexplainable or whatever. But the more he talked, the less I believed in any of the interactions they were having. See, that's interesting because the more he talked, the more I got used to it. I'm like, oh, this is just who this character is. Also, it takes place in the 1890s in like New England. Yeah. Um. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt and say this is just a, it's like almost Shakespeare. Like it's it's weird how they talk in the beginning and then eventually you're like, okay, this is just how everybody talks and you get used to it. So A24, right? A24. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about this this studio as do i actually yeah i have mixed feelings specifically saying there is almost no movie that they have produced that i do not have strong feelings about one way or another i oh every time i go into the studio i'm like i'm going to respect the heck out of this acting and the filmography and everything like that like i filmography was the wrong word cinematography i i'm just going to as from an artistic point of view, I know I'm going to love it, but I'm like, this is not going to be entertaining. This is going to be like reading a book to learn something kind of thing, to appreciate it. Yeah. And 
A24 has made entertaining films. Like Room, I think, is very entertaining. And The Spectacular Now, I also found incredibly entertaining. And Booksmart. So, like, they can make entertaining films. However, first shot of this movie, you know this is not bad. You, the, the first shot of this movie, they're like, hey, you ready for an art one? Because we got an art one for you. Yeah, dude. It was the fact that it was filmed in such a weird aspect ratio, and it's all in black and white. And uh, I think another thing that makes it so art housey is they did this throughout the entire movie where they did a sustained shot on someone's face for like a second too long, and then they would smash cut to something loud. Yeah, dude, I'd listen. The thing is, is like, I like watching these every once in a while, because I'm like, oh, yeah. Because the thing is, when I watch something like this, my brain doesn't guess what's going to happen next. It's it's not like, oh, I've seen that trope before. I've seen that trope before. Every time I watch something like this, I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I'm just going to trust that it's going to make more sense in the end. And this movie kind of did that. Yeah, so this movie is almost the exact same as Midsummer, except in a different setting. Someone or a group of people shows up to a place that is already kind of weird, and they are greeted by someone who is mostly normal, And then as things go on, things get weirder and weirder, but like not super noticeably until the third act when everything gets buck wild out of control. Yeah, dude. There was a couple scenes in this movie where I'm just like, I, I, it was hard to follow what was going on. And there was some of it was relatable. Okay. So like the fact that they're stuck for weeks and one of them has like an authority over the other. And they only see each other and they're both working their butts off. And it's just the two of them for weeks and weeks and weeks. A lot of it can be explained like, oh, I get that part. Okay. It's just two dudes who haven't seen anybody else in a really long time and they don't really like each other. So you you can see that friction. And then it just like takes that and runs with it. And I'm like, ah, what is happening? I get lost. I was in and out of this movie. I think if you, you don't even need to add scenes. If you took certain scenes out, this would make a lot more sense. Like that scene where he's calling on Poseidon to smite Robert Pattinson. And he does this like three minute monologue about how he wants Triton to kill Robert Pattinson. I'm like, like, I get it. But like, what? See, I loved that part. I, what I was uh, it, talking about was every scene that involved tentacles. <laughs> get it out of here. <laughs> um, I knew I looked at the content rating before I went into it. And it's like, oh, there's some brief flashes of nudity and there are some sexual themes. And then there's at least four very intimate scenes that we have with our characters. And I am I would call that more than sexual themes and the thing is it's like it it made every time i feel something i think was i supposed to feel this way and they all made me uncomfortable and i'm like that had to have been the point it had to have been watching something like this happen and the thing is at no point do you actually 
see any male genitalia. It's the whole thing about this movie is they do stuff to make you feel uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable, and then you're like, "Was that necessary?" There's a whole bunch of scenes with mermaids and a mermaid, and it goes in and out. The mermaid is topless, but you feel like this guy hasn't seen women. Like neither one of these guys have. You get the feeling they haven't seen women in months. So like, well, he's yeah, like attracted to um, Robert Pattinson was at a lumber mill before this i'm just saying like he i don't we don't know what that timeline was like of when he went from the lumber mill to this it was very confusing but you know william defoe it's been many moons man and so like there's an attraction to a mermaid and then that keeps escalating and escalating and escalating through the movie but the the scenes are so explicit i was just like i feel like i shouldn't be seeing this yeah, like, do you guys need, like, a curtain or something? Yeah, I'm just like, we get it. We get the point. Um, you're trying to make us uncomfortable, and it's working. Um, another part of this movie that was weird, I mean, many parts, one of them I want to talk about is you never know how long they're at the lighthouse. Yeah, because they talk, because Willem Dafoe has a line that's like, how long have we been here? Five weeks? Two days? Well, I think that's another part where I think he's gaslighting him. Because I don't think this is like a Shutter Island scenario where like, oh, the whole time I was you. I think this is him being like, I'm going to mess with your head intentionally. Yeah, because Robert Pattinson thinks that he overslept and missed his boat. Right. But Willem Dafoe is like, no, there have been storms and that's why the boat won't come. And so we never really get a concrete answer about that. We know it's been at least like a month or two yeah but like the thing is that particular scene he also goes that happened a long time ago and i'm like what do you mean that happened a long time ago that was yesterday so he's like now he's gaslighting us and then when robert pattinson's trying to get away on the lifeboat william defoe smashes it the scene right after he goes you're the one who smashed the boat i'm like we saw you like did that actually happen is this like the unreliable narrator kind of dynamic. I was like, it was, I was getting gaslit like the whole time. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Is he telling the truth or is he not telling the truth? What's going on? Also, it doesn't help that both characters were like drunk out of their minds for the whole second and third act. Yeah. Um, did you think they were going to kiss? I didn't think they were going to. Um, but that tension was definitely building. It was just a matter of these guys haven't seen. I just, this thing I kept reminding myself is they haven't seen anybody else for months. They see each other over and over again all day long. When they, um, had that, when they had that first dinner scene, I, I had that thought almost immediately. I'm like, they're not going to see anybody for weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if them having a relationship like an intimate relationship was part of this movie. Like that would not come as a surprise to me. And so when that happened, like after the fight and they like pulled each or like before the fight and they pulled each other close, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, was I right? Was I right? Was I right? I was not, unfortunately, or fortunately, who am I to say? It was definitely something that that movie, it it made sense for that part of the movie. Right. There was just, there was a lot going on. The fact that they like, Went through all of their booze, all of the leftover booze, and started mixing oil 
with other stuff and drinking that, I was just like, yo, what? These guys are addicts at this point. And the fact that Robert Pattinson becomes like an alcoholic so quickly makes me think that he had like had that in his past history, which is why I didn't want to drink in the beginning. There's just so much going on. And then you realize that Robert Pattinson has been using a fake name because the he killed a guy at his previous job and now he took that guy's name. And then the other guy's like, you shouldn't have spilled the beans, man. He says that for real. Spilled the beans. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, and like, that's just one of those things where like, I can understand you not wanting to know when he's trying to tell you, like, I, I understand trying to keep your businesses private, but that line of you shouldn't have spilled the beans. I'm like, okay, who are you going to tell? I don't know, man. There was a lot of mystery. There was a lot of locked doors and keys and you never got to see the other side of it. And that happened a lot. He like the keys were kind of a huge dynamic in the first part of the movie uh, in the first act. So like knowing that he's writing in a journal about this guy's behavior and that he's in charge of his salary and that he also won't let him go see the lamp. There's just a lot behind a, a locked door and key. It, it created mystery and like a mysteriousness. Um, and it was, it was off putting, but William Defoe's character was so unusual. You didn't know what was going on with him. You knew something was wrong, but you didn't know what was going on. He was unpredictable. There was a lot of mythology in this movie too. There was a lot of Poseidon. Um, the souls of the s- sailors are in the seagulls. Yeah, that was a lot of just like referential mythology. I don't think, I don't think that mythology technically directly correlated to the lore of this movie. If you wanted to go that far, um, I think it was just a way of them getting their message across more than anything else. Right, it was just dude. Like... Also, dude, that scene where Robert Pattinson just grabs the bird out of the air and just smacks it against the um, cistern like mm-hmm. over and over again. It was impressive that he caught the bird, and then just brutal for the next minute. Yeah, he wore thin very quickly. Granted, you don't know how much time has taken place, but you're like, oh, he's on his last legs, like right now. And he's just got, he's got no time for anything because he blows up on him in the beginning about the spot on the floor. And like, he's like, I cleaned it twice. And he goes, I don't care if you need to clean it 10 times. I don't know if, I don't care if you need to pull up every single board, polish it and put it back together. If I need to rebuild this whole house, you're going to do it because I told you to. And if I hear you say something again, I'm docking your pay. Like that just goes off. And I'm like... All right, Robert Pattinson, we're like 30 minutes into this movie and you're already already fighting back. We'll see how this goes. I would find I find that such an uncomfortable dynamic where like you are rocking the boat on like day 4 of a 4-week tenure. Right. Like also this guy cooks your food and this guy is going to be the one that's paying you after all this and like I would be watch. I would be like walking on glass from that moment onward. Yeah, I think I don't know what was going on because it was one of those things where I'm like, "You only got four weeks, bro. You only got four weeks. You can 
everyone can survive that long. That's not very long. So just bide your time and then get out, go work for somebody else. It's not that hard. Um, but unfortunately, that did not happen. Also, I realized I have no idea how lighthouses used to work. Now I realize that there were teams <laughs> and they take shifts. So you do four weeks on, then another keeper or wiki and um, his assistant will come on and then you just go back and forth. So we'd have to work with this guy every month, every other month. Yeah, I imagine it probably would have been easier once they came, like if they just did decide to come back for whatever reason. Right. I feel like the second month would have been better. But I guess we'll never know. I, I I mentioned this earlier, but this movie is literally beat for beat Midsummer, And the problem that I have with both of those movies, and I think it's just a problem I have with weird movies in general, is they usually lose me during the third act. Right. Because we're looking for explanations for the weirdness but all it does is get weirder without explanation at what point were you like that what was the weirdest part for you like it doesn't get weirder than this point you've officially lost me i don't know what what was that point for you i think when he like got <laughs> frustrated with his little ceramic and like threw it on the ground and started stabbing it and stuff. Gotcha. I, I I don't I don't think that was what broke me, but I think that's about the time where I was like, all right, I y'all are going off the deep end. Um, there's also like um, when she finds the mer- or when Robert Pattinson finds the mermaid on the island, and then he has that whole like um, hallucination with like very intense tentacle right intimacy that wasn't great either it just got to a point where the movie was no longer trying to set the scene it was just simply trying to out weird itself and both this movie did this and midsummer did it so it's just a consequence of weird movies where you know that there was never a point to this movie. It was simply just to be weird. And you ran out of audience trust. So you just needed to keep out weirding yourself. And that stops being engaging after a while. See, the thing is, is like I was on board for all of that. I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't like it, but I'm on board. Like it makes sense. Okay. Hallucinations make sense. It lost me after the fight. And he had him start acting like a dog. At that point. Yeah. I'm like. I'm not on board for this. This doesn't make sense. This is not a hallucination. This is just two guys being nuts. Out of their minds crazy. And I'm not on board for this anymore. You have lost me. At that point I'm just like what am I watching? Yeah. Once once anyone stops trying to figure out the weird that's when I'm like, oh, so we're just done with this movie now. Because the first two acts was about finding out what's happening and finding a solution. And then it just gets to a point where there's no need for a solution because nobody wants one anymore. Right. You're just not invested. Um, Yeah, dude, I have no idea. Also, I looked into some of the trivia. In order to make this movie, like, 
Robert and um, William Defoe like didn't interact during the filming of this. And cool, I guess. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, also, this movie was filmed with a $5 million budget, which makes me think, okay, you're not spending it on cast because there was six people in this cast and four of them were on screen for, you know, 60 seconds. seconds or less, 90 seconds or less. Um, so I'm just thinking like, how much money did William Defoe get paid to have dirt go in his eyes and mouth? Yeah. And like, I mean, like, I guess the mermaid makeup as well. But, like, that's one person. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how much did Robert Pattinson and Defoe get paid to do also, this? Also, I do have to bring this up. You do know his name is Willem Defoe, right? No, I didn't know that. And I'm going to continue to call him William. Okay. Because Willem? Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to co-sign that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we all knew where you officially stood on that. Yeah. Oh. It may or may not be his name. If I meet him in person, I'll ask him what he wants to be referred to as. Maybe it's just Mr. Defoe, so I don't <laughs> need to change anything. It's, um, but I'm not calling him Willem, please. Not happening. Um, overall, I'm going to give this a flat seven. Because like, good performances, cool cinematography loses me overall. Nah, I give it a flat six. Um, Just because like amazing acting. The dialogue was dope. Loved it. But at some point, just like, would I watch this again? And it was, yes, a long time from now. A long, long time from now. I want to forget how weird it is and be like, oh, forgot about that part. (laughs) Yeah. So, ah, dude. Like, and the thing is, as I also realized about this movie, is I can't recommend anybody else see it. I recommend... You seeing this, so you know what we're talking about. But I don't recommend you seeing this for your enjoyment. If you really, really need to see Robert Pattinson's butt on your TV, then More I recommend once. you watch it. But like, if you do not fit that very specific niche, you're not going to have a great time. If you love facial hell, facial hell, well, we'll cut that out. If you like facial hair... Boy, do I have a movie for you. Because they have it the whole time. Yeah, and overall. It's, kind of, it's respectable. Overall, okay movie between the two of okay us. Okay movie. Okay yeah, movie. Okay movie. Um, do you want to welcome back the non-movie listeners? Hey, non-movie listeners. You didn't miss much. <laughs> or missed a lot, depending on how you look at it. Um, You made the right decision, I think. I think you, I think you did the right thing. All right, you have the improv segment this week. Sure do, Craig. And this week's improv segment is a new segment I came up with called Fake News from the Desk of Permanent Good. And all it is is you and I are news anchors or we can be, you know, on the ground correspondents. And I have trending keywords from headlines that I got from Twitter. Perfect. And I'm gonna, and I'll let you pick between which ones we want to do, and then we're gonna go full news anchor voice, and come up with stories and try and keep it. Okay. Interesting. Can I ask exactly when you pulled these trending terms? About two hours ago. Okay. So you do realize that all we're gonna talk about is how Trump doesn't have a Twitter account anymore, right? I mean, I came up with different stuff than that. Okay. Okay. So we're good. All right. 
would you like to do for our first headline, Olive Garden or Big Tech? Obviously Olive Garden. Okay. Well, I, we're making up the story, by the way. I don't. I didn't want to get super in-depth, so we're going to make up our own headlines. Hence, fake news. Coming to you live, this is Alex Good with my co-host, Craig Wells. How are you doing, Craig? Uh, I'm doing okay, Alex. Um, things over here uh, are looking pretty wild. Uh, the crowds are getting larger and larger, and and I can't say for sure uh, how much longer this Olive Garden is going to be standing. Sure. Hey, uh, Craig, uh, what's it like on the ground? Um, as far as the crowds, are they are they agitated? Or how, I, I think agitated some of those people. Do I see a tent? For some reason, they seem to be upset that the never-ending pasta pass does in fact have an end. More than one civilian has tried to breach the perimeter in order to gain more pasta. Um, uh, the, the inclement weather is not helping either. These strong breezes are blowing over entire piles of people. They, they seem to be climbing on top of each other a la World War Z, to try to gain access to the roof of the Olive Garden. Craig, do you have any uh, news as far as law enforcement's interaction with these people? Is there? I heard rumors of a National Guard. Is there any truth to that, Craig? Well, I think it is pretty common knowledge that the Olive Garden is a pretty high priority in terms of American national treasures. So the law enforcement has shown up in mass to make sure that this holy sacred ground of American nationalism stays up for as long as possible. All right. Thank you for that, Craig. We're going to get back to you in a moment. Uh, on to the weather and scene. Beautiful, dude. Um, we can do a couple of those because they're yeah. pretty quick. So the next one I'll have you choose from is Nazis. Oh, no. Or Alex the next Trebek. <laughs> We're definitely going to do Alex Trebek. Okay. 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 All right, welcome to PG News. I am Craig Wells here with my co-host Alex Good. Hello, everybody, and in breaking, I just what is that? We got news in the studio. We have breaking news on Alex Trebek. Uh, it looks like he has some final film that was never before released, um, and it looks like that'll be coming up now. Oh, oh, audience. Um. I don't know if you're seeing what we're seeing, um, but it, it is pretty graphic. Alex Trebek is playing with his puppies very adorably. Man, I really wish it's so nice to be able to see, you know, a deceased celebrity figure like this just in a very wholesome light. You know, everyone's held him up to such a high standard and, you know, having one final just really cute video of him playing with his family and his pets like it, it means a lot to, to us. And Wait, what is that? What is that coming up? Is that is that a swastika? Are you seeing audience? I don't know if you're seeing what I'm seeing. His dog has a swastika. I don't know. Did he take it appears audience? Um, I don't know if you're, you're seeing this as well, that he might have taken these puppies to the groomers and had swastikas groomed into their fur. I don't know what this means, audience. Uh, I I think we're going through this all together. This is a you national know, tragedy. Personally, this is just my opinion. I want to give, you know, the man the benefit of the doubt that this was just um, the natural growing patterns of this dog's hair. And it just happened to be an unfortunate shape. Uh, it's probably why we haven't seen videos like this before. 
because you know he didn't want to he didn't want to groom this dog. Oh, what in a way is that what is unnatural. on this dog? Is that does that? I'm I cannot be reading that right. It seems that the N word is on the other puppy's fur. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to start blurring some of these images. Um, I'm I'm so sorry. Where did this footage come from, Craig? Do you have any word on that? Yeah, I just think it's disrespectful that somebody would shave the word Nutella onto onto their own dog. Like they like dogs do not consent to stuff like that. And, and while you may think it's funny for a meme or whatnot, you know the hazelnut spread had nothing to do with the shaving of this dog. At least I don't think so, unless there was some like paid. Oh, brand looks deal. like we have a we have a third dog entering the mix. Does that dog have the Redskins logo? Craig, as you know, the Washington football team has dropped that mascot for a fear of racial insensitivity towards uh, Native Americans. I, I ask again, do we have any information on the source of this uh, um, video? Yeah, um, uh, uh, I am getting word from uh, from the dog's grandmother. Uh, and she says that's just how things were when they grew up. <laughs> I think, hold on, I think that this has morphed into a different improv game where I just slowly try to backpedal whatever <laughs> awful thing you throw at me, which, let's be clear, is the game I play when I edit this podcast every week. <laughs> that whole time I was just trying not to spit take, bro. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to send it back to you, Jim, in sports. How was that game? And scene. Holy smokes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, so that's just how they were those days. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the next one I have, Craig, is Apple Pencil versus the world leaders looking at the U.S. I feel like we got to go Apple Pencil. All right, let's go Apple Pencil. Uh, welcome back from our break. Uh, Craig, um, the Apple Pencil, uh, newly released um, by Apple in coordination with their new iPad rolling out. Uh, many of the artists have sent uh, the studio pictures they created purely on their iPads. Uh, what do you think of these uh, creations here, Craig? Um, I think that these drawings are all beautiful, and I think that the Apple Pencil um, is is an innovation in technology that allows art to be uh, just a little bit more accessible to those that can um, afford the new technologies. However, a side effect that I don't think anyone could have predicted when the Apple Pencil was released was the almost immediate start of the Apple Pencil Challenge. Now, um, as most challenges do, this originates on TikTok and uh, late middle schoolers and high schoolers seem to be breaking their Apple Pencils in half and shoving them up their noses in sort of like a walrus tusk kind of scenario. Ah, Craig, you know the good old days. I remember, uh, don't need to be too graphic, America, when we used to break up uh, pencils and uh, shove them up our beep. <laughs> and we're back, America. Sorry <laughs> about that. Didn't really clear that with the producers. Um, As you were saying, Craig, something about a new challenge up the noses. Yes, so these kids are shoving broken Apple Pencils up their noses, which uh, is a small danger in and of itself, but the bigger problem lies in the fact that uh, the wires that are used to power the Apple Pencil internally uh, 
can sometimes go up up a child's nose and into their brain directly, influencing the electrical uh, shocks that a brain receives naturally and almost rewires a child's Uh, brain. Greg, uh, didn't didn't you have a cousin and I shoved my... And it affected her brain... And we're back, America. Um, again, should have cleared it with our producers. Very sorry. As you were saying, Craig, it is you said it's interfering with how the brain is is working. Yes. So this change in electricity in uh, their brains that's such a growing developmental period in their life is causing something as sometimes as severe as a speech impediment, which. Uh, you know, some parents are incredibly angry and they're trying to sue Apple for allowing such a device to enter households. But Apple, of course, is claiming that, you know, this is not how the Apple Pencil should be used and it was never designed to be used like this. So See, that's a uh, big words for a company that uses uh, child labor. Am I right? Remember, um, ladies and gentlemen at home, I think we all need to be very careful about uh, what we allow our kids to be around. I remember when I was 13, I was exposed to beep, 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 beep. And, I, and then after that, we beep. And I didn't know this guy was older than me, so I let him beep. And then after that, crazy thing is my sister walked in and she beep. Craig, wasn't your mom there? Beep. And uh, I think that's going to be it for us, America. I seem to be losing my job. Hopefully, I catch you on our next network, Fox News. Thank you very much, America. This is fake news from the desk of Permanent Good. You're going to do a lot of bleeps in that final edit. Uh, no, I think, just... I think you doing the manual bleeps is funnier. Okay, dude, if it works, it works. Well, that's an improv segment, so that can come back. Fake news from the desk of Permanent Good. Let us know if you like it, audience. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Permanent Good. Let us know what you think. All right, on to the middle segment. Um... We're t- we're t- I'm testing this one out. I don't know how f- how well it's going to go. But this one is called One Star, Two Star, Blue Star, Red Star. Um, Ooh, a Dr. Seuss-inspired segment. So what I'm going to do is I'm currently on the shopping website, Amazon.com. And I'm going to tell you the product. And I'm going to read you the review. And you have to tell me how many stars this reviewer gave based on the description of the review. Okay, easy enough. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to give you is for um, a jade roller, which is like a makeup applicator. Mm-hmm. This one is titled, Exactly What I Wanted, but there was a jagged edge around one of the I, stones. I, can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, what's up? Can you please do this in the accent you would assume the person writing this would have? Okay. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Exactly what I wanted, but there was a jagged edge around one of the stones that would nip my skin every time I used it. The other side was fine. Sadly, my roller somehow broke in half. Frowny face. How many stars do you think that review is worth? Uh, are there halves in this? Uh, no, they are all full stars. I'm going to say three? Nope. It broke in half. That is a four star review. It broke in half. And it nipped their skin. <laughs> so but this it was person, exactly what they needed. This person was like, it hurt and it broke four stars. Good grief, dude. Now I get the accent. Um, next is um, an illustrated version of Neil Gaiman's 
the ocean at the end of the lane. Okay. This is titled, I Should Have Waited Longer. Book is fabulous. The day after I bought it, Kindle version. After it sat in my cart for months, it went on sale $10 less. So I feel like this person is going to be disgruntled. Okay, even though there's literally nothing they could have done. They should have waited, but you shouldn't leave a bad review for something you messed up. Yeah, and they said the book is fabulous. I'm going to give this person no benefit of the doubt and say they gave it a two star. No, this is a one star rating. Oh, boy. Love the book. Totally upset. So see, there are that's that's the problem with America, bro. Because these are the people who are just like, there are people out there who want to like cancel student loans. But there are people who are like, well, I paid, I worked this job, this job, and this job to pay off my student loans. And now that they missed out and they realize everyone else had a better deal, they're just like, I'll give it a one star. And yeah, that's an issue, bro. That's what this guy just did. Um, In the comments of this review, because you can leave comments on reviews because we needed that. There, there are two comments and both of them are the gist of why give a fabulous book one star? Also. This is not a review. Good. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I support you commenters on reviewers. I don't know who has the time to do that, but I mean, <laughs> I support you. Also, this review was posted in December of 2019. Both of these comments were posted six months ago. Can you imagine getting an email notification saying that somebody commented on your six-month-old Neil Gaiman Amazon review? You know what? I, I want. There's a lot of people in this world. And a lot of people in this world, okay, this this might be mean, but it's a fact, okay? There's a lot of people in this world, and there's a lot of people who, when they die, uh, 10 people are going to care. And of those 10 people, maybe two of them are going to leave any mark on this world at all. And these are the people who comment on reviews six months afterwards on a product no one ever cares about. That's all I have to say about that. All right, this next one is for a standing uh, punching bag. So instead of hanging from the ceiling, it has a stand on the ground. Yep, gotta love it. Um, Title, decent at most. It is a decent product at most. The head came of as I was using it and almost took my pregnant wife's head off. After a week, the upper bar keeps a bend in it, so it's difficult to adjust if needed. I should have done better research and bought the three-speed Cobra bag instead. I don't think this particular item is suitable for heavy hitters. On a latter note, it can get the job done if you're just blowing off steam, I guess. Okay, so there was a, definitely a humble bra- brag in there. Like, uh, it's not going to work for you heavy hitters out there like me. You know, the ones with the big biceps. Also, he seemed to take some personal accountability that he made the bad decision. Should have done more research. I'm going to say this person gave it a two. You are correct. This is a two-star rating. Look at that, man. I, I know my psychos. Also, if anything takes the head off my pregnant wife or threatens to, automatic one. I, there's not a whole lot of room for second chances, bro. This guy's okay, like, okay, I get it. On, she on. talks a lot. <laughs> okay, let's let's establish a, let's establish a concrete line. If you are using a standing punching bag, how close to your pregnant wife's head can it get before you give it a one star review? What is that threshold? If her life <laughs> flashes through her eyes. Or I have to question whether or not I should have bought life insurance. It's a one star, bro. 
if but, I'm like, geez, I should start looking for a girlfriend so my kid doesn't have to be raised by a single father. <laughs> it's a one star, bro. But like if she like walks into the room while you're working out and she kind of just like does one of those like, whoa, flinches, like totally fine. Yeah. Um, if it's one of those things, I think it'll be a three because I think that's more personal accountability. Like maybe I shouldn't, you know, be hitting it in the direction of the door. But if like if I hit it and it just finds her. <laughs> like you, make contact, star, you make contact and you just hear like a voice from inside the bag go like target acquired and it just like roundabouts to your pregnant wife yeah maybe a, a one, one star, star review. or is that a five star because <laughs> at this point if she's it's like a it's like a home defense thing yeah she should have known not to walk in during your you time that's like that's like uh Having a shotgun in your house and your wife pretends to break in. You're like, what are you nuts? <laughs> like, at this point, it it does a very bad job of what it's supposed to do. But if someone breaks in your house, you get out of bed, punch the bag, go back to sleep because it's gonna take <laughs> care of it. That's a five star, bro. Okay. Next one. Uh this is for Ziploc plastic containers, basically the okay. Ziploc brand version of Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Um uh, large or small, do you know? Like food type things? The picture shows a sandwich, a handful of pretzels, and a small bunch of strawberries. Okay, easy enough. Simple job, relatively medium-sized. Um, There are several reviews, all of the same tone and rating, that okay. read to the effect of, I've been using these for years and was so disappointed when they stopped making them. So Fantastic the product. So why are they discontinued? And let me just say, before we carry on, as of today, January 8th, 2021, you can indeed purchase these items. So my problem with this is there's a lot of dumb people out there who are going to take it out in the company and leave a bad review, even though they came out with an amazing product. So you're not rating the product. You're rating, you know, how frustrated you are, which is by and by a horrible way to go through life. I'm going to give these people the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, it was a good product. They left a good review and hopefully they didn't get too emotional. So I'm going to say they gave it a five. Yeah, these are the five star reviews. Beautiful. Benefit of the doubt. Thank you, America. All right. This is a review for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. First time playing. No instructions included. Hard to figure out. This is the first time I've ever played any version of Super Smash Bros. It's loud, it's flashy, it has great music, but has no instructions, and then a vague obscenity. I spent the first 15 minutes just trying to open a battle, then got destroyed for the next 30 minutes while I helplessly mashed any key I could. One hour and 10 plus Google searches later, I was just trying to figure out how to open training mode. Was there a training mode? Thankfully, yes, there is a training mode hidden here in a place you wouldn't think to look. And then they just carry on for three more paragraphs. This seems like a person who's like 45, went through their second divorce and is like really having trouble with COVID. So they're trying to find stuff to do. Well, this was posted on December 14th, 2018. So this sounds like a person who's like 45, went through their second divorce, just realized they lost custody of their kids. (laughs) And when their kid comes over, they're like, I need to be the fun parent and has no idea what they're doing. I'm going to say they gave it a one. And I also should say 
this person shouldn't be allowed to leave ratings anymore, own any video games whatsoever, and your wife should have complete custody of your kids, bro. Uh, this was a three-star review. You know what? Here's another thing. I I think someone should be proofreading these reviews. I know it's not allowed because, you know, things could get censored and stuff. But also, here's the point of a review. You tell what's wrong with the product and leave out how it made you feel. I don't care how you feel. If it worked, awesome. If you have an issue with how the game was made or the developers or whatever, or you don't know how to play, include that. But like, bro, this guy's obviously dealing with other stuff. I'm surprised they gave him a three. But I would not want to be friends with this individual in real life. I would love to read one more sentence from this review. Um, okay. I gifted a copy of the game to my eight-year-old nephew on Wednesday. And, oh, sorry, on Wednesday. And called me crying in frustration this morning, letting me know he still can't figure out how to get past the initial menu screens. Hey, maybe he's in second grade <laughs> and learned how to read chapter books or will learn how to read chapter books in another year or two. Hey, homie's still sounding out stuff, bro. Maybe you should help him out. Wait, why did you give this to your nephew after you couldn't figure it out? Are you re-gifting stuff? Also, where are his parents or her parents or their parents? Also, Super Smash Bros. is rated E10+, so if you give it to your 8-year-old, that's kind of... I don't know what to tell you. Well, let me know what your nephew's doing in 20 years when they're a freaking drug dealer. (laughs) Because they don't care about the freaking <laughs> rules, bro. <laughs> Let me know how that's going when they break into the White House <laughs> and they're just stealing stuff. Because <laughs> this freaking guy can't listen to basic rules. Listen, if your nephew can't figure out how to down B with Kirby, like, he's getting nothing higher than a B in school. So Also, you can set the difficulty of people. But he would know that because he can't read. <laughs> hey, adults, help a brother out. Anyway, that was one star, two star, blue star, red star. Now we are moving on to our one hit wonder. This one is called Patch Notes. Okay. One of our common themes with one hit wonders is us just complaining about things. So um, in Patch Notes, we are going to give our suggestions to uh, existing platforms. Like what? Okay. Like what online service do you have beef with right now? For example, um, I think that Snapchat. If somebody sends me a video that's like multiple snaps long, like up to six snaps long, like they allow, they need to load it back to front instead of front to back, so that way when the first one is loaded, I know all of them are loaded. Because I hate watching 10 seconds of a video and then the second one isn't loaded yet. Like, hey, if the next one's not ready, don't show me this one. Yeah, that's legit. Um, What I hate right now is in Warzone, when you're trying to access your loadout, your game will glitch for about six seconds. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can't. None of your buttons work. The screen freezes. And you have to hope you don't die. One time that happened to me. I got stuck while I was getting my loadout, and I was frozen for the rest of the game. Yeah, it happens to every single person every time you access your loadout. So everyone's going through this issue. So if someone's camping the loadout, 
they know you can't move for like five to ten seconds. And that's a long time when you're getting you're in a war, ladies and gentlemen. Um, patch notes. Um, facial hair should grow equally for everybody. Don't know what that has to do with online platforms, but all right. Um, <laughs> hey, God, I got some tips, bro. I'm not saying I could do your job better, but the fact that everyone has like different growth patterns and we're all trying to figure out how should I grow my beard and should I do a goatee? Should I do just the mustache? Um, should I grow out this whole thing super long? Hey, if everyone's beard growed, growed the same, grew the same, we could figure this out. So. Can you get on that, guy? I, I think appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe make a small amendment so that way there's still like at least a little bit of variety. Yeah. Three stages. You either can't grow any facial hair at all. You can okay. grow like the beard that never really leaves your cheeks but is still full. Okay. Or you can grow a Gandalf beard. Love it. Love Those it. are your three stages. And by the time you're 18, you know which camp you're in. Dude, that'd be so nice. Um... I have another patch. Um, I've never done online dating, um, but I want to patch some human behavior. Um, if you have a bumble, which means the girls have to reply first, um, force the girls to reply first. Force them to do it. Because I'm sick and tired of seeing all these things on TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook where people are on bumble and it's just as awkward as Tinder or whatever because girls aren't saying anything. Hey, girls, if you're on bumble... It's going to be weird at first, but say something. Also, this is what you signed up for when you signed up for Bumble. This is what you signed up for, bro. It's going to suck in the beginning, but when you get used to dying, it's not weird anymore. That is so annoying to me, bro. Hey, um, here's a patch note. Um, not every social media needs a stories feature. Dude, get rid of it. I'll I'll allow Snapchat and Instagram can have it Snapchat. Yep. On Facebook hey, and Twitter, Twitter Facebook, do not need it. Get rid of it, bro. Get rid of it. Also, let's get rid of all these live features while we're at it. Yeah. Facebook Live, Instagram Live, TikTok Live, Facebook Live. N- we don't need all that trash. Give us YouTube because that's where people go for their videos. And that's it. I think I think TikTok Live makes sense because it's, just, it's basically another video hosting platform. But if right. you are a social media true, like first and foremost, you don't need a live feature. You don't leave hey, it Instagram. Yeah. Nope. Leave you it, need it. Leave it to TikTok, YouTube and like the video game streamers. That's it. That's all you need. You're good. Don't need live features, bro. Dude, too many also, social medias. Too many social medias are just trying to all provide the same service. So that way they can claim that no one has to go anywhere else. Like, oh, no one needs to see Snapchat stories because we've got fleets. Or maybe focus on what you got. Hey, dude, I'm dude. I'm so sick and tired of people taking what they post on Instagram and putting it on and putting it on Twitter and putting it on Facebook. Because what happens is every time there's a stories feature, now they have to post it on all their stories. Yeah. I don't want to see the same thing posted in six different places. Also, while we're at it, Twitch, Mixer, OnlyFans, Patreon. I have no, no idea where this pick is going. One of them, bro. If you're gonna make money producing exclusive content, pick one. Because there's no reason we should have an OnlyFans and a Patreon. Okay, that's okay. That makes sense. I think 
the I think you should have one of whatever you're doing. So like if you're yeah. doing streaming, you shouldn't be do like there there are contracts that prevent you from doing this, but in theory, if you're doing streaming, you should not be streaming on YouTube and Twitch. Like I'm just saying, like, for all these sponsored content, exclusive packages, all this stuff, just pick one, bro. Or, hey, all these people, I mean, this would never happen, but pick one. One of them needs to buy out all the other ones and just put them in one spot. This is so annoying that every time you look around and be like, oh, I guess there's this one other thing. And the and the fact is, I'm not, this doesn't even affect me, but there's people putting non-explicit content on OnlyFans. I'm like... There's other platforms for that. But now that we can do whatever we want, everyone pick one so we all don't have to go to different platforms, bro. I'm all for less apps on my phone. Can we just figure it out, please? I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, This is a patch note for Spotify. Um, Hey, okay. Spotify, why'd you remove our podcast? Hey, why did you break our podcast and then not help when I tried to get help? I want to also put out there, um, the man is after us. We're, re- we're, we're reaching peak velocity. Um, Trump's uh, candidacy is almost over. He's almost done being the president. There's no way these two things are not connected. <laughs> so it's obvious we're putting out the truth, even though we did have a segment called Fake News. <laughs> and we're getting shut down. We did segment called Fake News, and now our credibility for the rest of our lives are ruined. Right. We're being censored. And for some reason, it's just Spotify. Maybe we're competing with Joe Rogan, and they wanted to, they wanted to pull us down. Yeah, Joe Rogan s- listened to one episode, and he's like, "I don't know, man. I can't. I can't compete with this." So we got we obviously got pulled. Thankfully, we're back. Um, the man can't keep us down. We're the freedom fighters. We're the, re- the I said the rebels. We're the re- we're the rebels? rebellion. Okay. We're the rebels. We're the we're the the liberation. And if it happens a second time, we're going to become a Stitcher exclusive. I mean, if it happens a second time, I'm going to start selling my body on the street so we can get some revenue. And <laughs> I need uh, I need attention desperately. So if I'm not going to get it one way, you better believe I'm going to get it another way. Hit me up on OnlyFans at Alex the Goods. Now you have to claim that before somebody else does and starts posting. No, up dude. Hey, dude. Someone deep fake me, bro. <laughs> if you send me like... Fifty percent of the revenue. I'll let you do forty nine percent of the revenue. Okay, okay, okay. I'll let you take the majority of it. The, I love the concept of somebody deep faking you with Johnny Sins purely because you have such different skin tones. Like it, 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 just like the gradient of your skin tone turning into his skin tone, I think would just be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, bro. Freaking deep fake me. Um, you only need to give me forty nine percent of the revenue. I will do voiceover for it if you need. Um, I got you. Um, let's get this bread. All right. That was patch notes. That was a great one hit wonder. What are we watching I mean, next week? We're watching Lincoln. Lincoln next week. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. In honor of the most important event that's happening on January 20th. We are watching. We're watching probably the most presidential movie of all time, aside from Air Force One. And White House Down. And Olympus has fallen. So anyway, you can uh, stick around next <laughs> week. <laughs> if you come back next week, we'll be watching Lincoln. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be super good. Daniel Day-Lewis is supposed to be one of the best actors of our generation. So um, this is not on any streaming services that I know of. So yeah, go to your library. 
This is what uh, separates the men from the boys, the girls from the gals. Um, cough up that big money. Can I... <laughs> you heard? <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Permanent Good. We post uh, the movie schedules for the month up there. We also tweet when the episode is live, barring any you know national tragedy. I think that's it. Yeah. Hey, follow us on our personal um, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans at alex the goods uh, and at permanent handle there you go talk to me or don't yeah. um All right. well yeah we Take will it easy, see guys. you next week uh have fun be safe make your choices see you uh, later love you wait uh, wait 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 bailing 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 we're 17 episodes in i think i said i love you too early i can't wait to see you again this is true stepdad energy right now yeah well <laughs> I know it just came into your life, and I came in a little too hard. <laughs> Let me pull back a little bit. You're not my real kids. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. All right, bye.